all wants and purposes, this is hopefully going to be live on on Facebook. Is this going to work? Is this going to work? Come on, guys. Oh, yes. I can see us. Oh wait, uh, I've got the I've got the fucking uh, the auto generated <laughs> captions on again. Yeah, got to get those. Oh wait, uh, I've oh, got the, I've oh. got the fucking go away. Okay, yeah, we are we are we are live. Yeah, yeah, we are we are on. We are on. We are live on the interwebs. On live on the interwebs. We'll give this a little a little bit to to populate. Um, hello to anyone joining. Hello to anyone joining. Yes, yes, it is overview, overview live. We are here. We got six people in. Six people in. It's picking nice. up. Nice. It's picking up. Nice. Yes, yes. Hello, Jano. 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 Hello. We're back. Sorry, guys. We had to do this. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do. Uh, might as well do like a little bit of a proper introduction. Uh, let's make this uh, somewhat official. Uh, hello and welcome back to another edition of the Overview Interview, which we have rebranded as Overviewed. Uh, big big shout out to Ben uh, Bodge for, for for the name. And yeah, I'm joined by a very special guest all the way from the other side of the globe. Um, he's an Australian producer that has been releasing on a number of labels for a number of years, uh, including Invisible, Dispatch and Overview. He's also the mastering engineer of Sign Sound and the owner of Locked Concept, uh, the record label. Uh, without further ado, please welcome my guest, uh, Lockjaw. The crowd goes wild. Hello. Someone's sorry. Sorry. Someone's someone's now giving me uh, technical technical stuff. I need to. Pull the pull the mic. Please, All right, Casper, I'm putting I'm putting the mics down. I'm putting the mics down. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm speaking too loudly. Um, but yes, hello, hello, and uh, welcome, Louis. How are you going? How, how are you going? How are you going? Everything everything well in in the world of lockdown at the moment? Everything is relatively well. Yes, the wheels are still on. They're still turning. <laughs> um, yeah, I think things are still working. Things are how, still how working. Are you? Yeah, no man, I'm good, I'm good. Um, just, uh, you know, rocking, 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 rocking in the free world, you know, rocking in the free world, um, yep. as, as you do. Um, uh, so, so yeah, you know, and, you know, it's so real, really cool to, to have you on, on here today and to try and like do this. Uh, we are, we are live on, uh, we're live on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, wait, ca ca tech is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's quite hectic. Casper, are you? Am I still being heard twice, or, or what's going on? Maybe I'm being heard twice. I put an audio input capture. Oh, I don't know. Still trying to get. Still trying to get a hundred percent used to this. Casper, um, if you can hear me, is this is it still working or is it not? I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to. Uh, my mic is doubled. Apparently, apparently, my mic is doubled. Um, see, I'm still as it. I'm still. I'm still getting. I'm still getting very used to. Uh, <laughs> still trying to do this. What I could really do with is a is a tech person <laughs> to someone to actually just do this. Do this for me. That's fun. Part of the fun of running a label is just having to do all these things yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. Well, I tell you what, maybe that'll be a good uh, a good first question to go into. Um, as yeah, as you run uh, Locked Concept for for people mm -hmm. that do know, uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? And uh, you know, how did that how did that come about? And mm -hmm. you know, how how long have you been going with Locked Concept now? Oh God, it's probably like. Six years almost. Six years, I think. Wow. So, yeah. We. Well, I mean, we. We're not the most prolific label. We don't put out that much stuff relative to other labels. But you know, we have continually been doing things for a long time. But uh, I think I say we because it's myself and my friend Lewis, also known as Tellus. He makes drum and bass as well. Big up. 
and we and we started that I think in must have been 2014 and I think that was when I don't think Lewis had started producing yet and I was I was still producing quite a lot and I was I was like you know I was signing my signing my music to these labels and I was thinking like why like why <laughs> like you know there's labels I want to get to there's labels I want to be on but also why do I have to be so beholden to some of these labels you know like what, why don't why don't we just start like our own thing and just do exactly what the hell we want because mm. you know obviously every time you deal with a label part of the thing is you know fitting what you're doing to them and what they want you to do and that sort of thing so we we're just like you know a label is just like a abstract entity really it's just branding you know you know in, in a sense so we just started mm. the label and then we just started putting out actually the first few releases, some of them weren't even drum and bass. It was kind of more like just obscure electronic stuff. But as as the years have gone by, we've kind of narrowed our focus to more just regular drum and bass. But it's still stuff that we like. I don't like it. We only you know release stuff that we really like personally between Lewis and I. And I released my album on that. Uh, released a remix album on that. I have a copy. And, I have a copy right here. Yes. Let's, let's, we yep. show it off. This is uh, this is Logjaw's yep. first ever album. You have uh, so many copies of it, huh? I've, I've got <laughs> no. Nah, to be fair, you did manage to get rid of most of them. I mean, a lot of work went into yep. this. If anyone yep. hasn't checked it out, please check out uh, Logjaw's yep. album, Human Research. It was. It was very. I always knew that if I was going to put in the effort to do an album, I was going to put it on my own label because that was the only way it was going to. Work, that's, that's probably the, that's probably the, like the biggest project that you've had um for the for the label right oh God. it was <laughs> that yeah it damn near like killed me to be honest like if you're gonna if you're gonna do an album and self-release it and produce it yourself just you know be prepared it's quite a lot of work you got a few gray hairs uh doing that one <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean if i'm sure if i did it again it would be much easier because now i know how to do lots of these things but at the time it was like the logistical like writing the album itself is hard, but then like all the other stuff that goes into releasing mm, it is just like mm. I feel like I feel like I should have like a degree after that or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, I was kind of like obviously there with you, like you know, yeah. see, seeing you doing it, and obviously like you know helping out, you know, on my end uh, with a bit of the distribution in over here, and yeah, man, I mean, it was quite a you know quite something to see you know the insides of of that, and like you're saying, like to actually do it yourself like do it you do it yourself the whole thing and you know and again do you know the vinyl vinyl release as well you know you didn't yep. didn't, didn't hold back throughout the whole process and um yeah it was quite something well i think yeah like when we released it like when it came out i was like you know the whole the whole point of that whole project was to do everything like ourselves because that's what that's that's always what like you know lockjaw has been that's the, that's the ethos of whatever lockjaw is you know it's always just been like just do do everything you can yourself. Like you know, try and do as much as possible just by yourself because that's how you get like more proficient and that's how you get more satisfaction. Have you have you definitely so, felt that you've was... you've had more like satisfaction and like enjoyed music more since taking control of it yourself and like like you saying uh, being able to release yourself yeah. or it it was a it yeah, was well, one I mean, of the best moves. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, like, like I said, from, from day one, the idea of me like producing music has always just been like, like you just, I, it's all just self generated, you know, it's sort of DIY, very DIY in a sense. Like you just get the tools and then you just do it all yourself. And if you just put in enough time then you can just do these things mm -hmm. like that's, 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 that's what was appealing and just still is appealing to me. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, it's been good to see, you know, your trajectory, I mean, how, you've you've been producing. I mean, you've been in the drum and bass scene. I mean, we've probably been talking with each other for about I don't know what, probably like eight eight years, maybe eight years or something, eight, yeah. eight or nine years. I think I think this will be the tenth. Twenty twenty will be the tenth year of producing for me. So, wow, yeah, yeah. So it's been yeah. it's been quite a quite a journey. Um, and then yeah, and then been, and, you know, and then obviously it's um, you know also transitioned into uh, to mastering as well. So. I mean, you mm -hmm. you you really do do it all for for a lot of producers out there. Like, I mean, 
you know, there, I mean, there isn't <laughs> there isn't much you don't do, really, is there now? Like, <laughs> said, well, you know, producing yeah. music, uh, you know, running the label and, and you know, and your own mastering company, you know, it's... Uh, mm. where, do, where do you find the time well, to, they, to do anything else? <laughs> God, I don't know. Um, that, 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 that stuff is also, like, not even the majority of what I do in my, in my life. Like, I'm still... Still studying and working as well, so it's it's and you study it's and you definitely, work. Yeah, it's wow. Yeah, man, that is sometimes uh... some. It's a juggling act. Let's, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, the thing with the, the producing and the label and the mastering is that they're all you know they all started from a relatively similar kind of point. Like you know, started producing, start a label, and during that whole time, I was kind of like I was always really interested in mastering. And I was just doing it kind of naturally without really knowing what I was doing at the time, because mm-hmm. it just—I was just kind of drawn to that sort of process. And so they all kind of, all those three things just kind of grew out of you know the same seed sort of thing. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, I, I mean, and you know, obviously, I mean, for the, for those that do do know or, or don't know, you know, uh, Louis here is uh, Overview's mastering engineer. I mean, I mean. Y- Obviously, I mean, obviously, I haven't mastered absolutely everything, but I think probably like a good, a good two thirds of of the back catalogue, you know, is is um, has been mastered for you, and you know, and obviously, we've now been working together for for a long time, and you know, I really appreciate your your services and uh, your professional. I got to say, it's it's very exciting watching um, overview just grow as well. You guys are just like. We're not, we're not here to talk about, all about me. Don't worry. We're not here to talk about me. Don't yeah. worry. Like, we, we, I do that enough. Okay. I do that enough. All right. <laughs> but no, thank you. No, yeah. thank you. I mean, you know, you've had a bit. You know, you've been a big. Um, you know, been a big part of obviously what we're what we're doing, and I appreciate uh, that. Um, I mean, who, who else? Who else do you work with? Then uh, you know, as a as a mastering engineer, you have got quite a few people on the books at the moment, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm te- now I'm putting you on the spot to to test you. Uh, let me just uh, <laughs> let me think. Tesseract, Tesseract recordings, overview, um, context. Uh, um, big up context. What else is there? Yeah, big up context. Um, also, a lot of the stuff I do comes through Cygnus because I work for them as well. You you, are, like you are you are you are still working for Cygnus then? Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay. So, wow, that's got there, be... there is a bit of a <laughs> there is a bit of a delineation there because technically science and mastering is not really like part of Cygnus, but I do work for them and do mastering for them as well. But um, uh, lost recordings, impact music. Um, what else? I mean, I've done stuff for Future Classic as well. Uh, there's not there's, so there's not too many labels out there that you haven't uh, <laughs> you know haven't uh, <laughs> haven't or aren't working with. Uh, so that's yeah, that's I've a, got my got my, got my fingers in many files. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you got to have it these days, you know. Uh, so, so you've been working yeah. for for Cygnus for a while, and that that's been going been going well. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, sure they're giving you a lot nice. of work, right? <laughs> yeah, they do. They they run a very professional and tight ship there it's really good really good to work with them as does you know break works with them as well it's very cool oh, so, um yeah no that's really cool yeah and i'm actually in the process of hopefully starting this relationship with another distribution company called symphonic distribution which will be a very similar setup to what i do with cygnus but they've kind of they're based in the states and they have been sort of disrupted a bit more by covid so things have been delayed a bit there right but if everything happens if everything goes to plan there then i'll also be mastering for symphonic distribution is that is that um, gonna be is that drum and bass or is that gonna be like edm man uh, no <laughs> they do EDM releases. not not a lot of drum and bass a lot of uh well like acoustic stuff and bandy sort of stuff which i'm pretty keen to do because i don't get to do that much of that sort of music yeah but sure. that hasn't, hasn't actually eventuated yet but if it all comes to plan then that's it as it is planned to, then that should be good as well. Yeah, no, that's good. I, uh, I did, I did have a question here that was, uh, I mean, what mm. is your, what is your approach to mastering? If you, have you got anything, any sort of, <laughs> what's, my approach? what's your approach? Make to everything, mastering? How make do you do everything it? as loud, as loud <laughs> as possible. All we need to know. No, um, <laughs> what is my approach? I don't know. Just do, 
interpret what I think people need and then apply my own my own skills through that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to sum it up. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Broad, I, think that's a, no, I think that's a good. I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good answer. I, I like it. What, one of the things. One of the things someone told me when I was at uni about mastering. They were like, the, the main thing with mastering is that it's like it's uh, it's compromise. So you've always you're always you're always balancing, you know, how things should be with what you can do, based on what you have. So it's like, mm. you know, sometimes 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 you get a pre-master or something, and it'll be like, you can hear how it's supposed to be in your head, but it's just not. You know, you have to make compromises and be like, well, this is not going to happen how I want it because we just don't have the, you know, it's not there. the, the yeah, control yeah. to do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you want to. It's also a compromise between what I think is supposed to be good and what the what I think the producer thinks is supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you listen, you listen to things and, you're, and you you can tell that, all right, it's not all here, but I can tell that from listening to this, this guy thought that, you know, okay, he wanted, you know, say, all this treble to be here, but he didn't do it quite right. So my job then is to, like, kind of compromise and continue his vision or whatever. So it's 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 quite an existential mind game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think just being involved in the creative industries is usually quite an existential, uh, existential yeah. sort of thing. Have you have you got anything, um, any sort of particular releases that you've done, or or any particular artists that you you tend to sort of work with consistently that you you're either most proud of, or that you're you know you, you really enjoy uh, um, working with them, other other than over. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I, I gotta say, every wings, every wings tune that I master is just like a dream because his, his mixes are always just super on point and they always just turn out like sometimes like you get a pre-master sometimes and you listen to it without any processing and it's just like completely uncompressed or whatever and you, you already know that it's gonna just turn out like amazing. So all all his tunes seem to end up like that, which is good. Mm. And then um, all the stuff from Context Audio, I think those guys are, I, like, every time they send me stuff, I'm like, where do you find these people? It's all these amazing tunes from producers I've never heard of. And they're just, like, these are really great, melodic, kind of dark, darker sort of drum and bass tunes in there. They're always fun to work with as well. Yeah, Ben's got a good habit um, of, um, yeah, finding, finding yeah, some, some interesting people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me just see if I can find <laughs> I can find a list maybe instead of just thinking off the top of my head. Um so I'm just I'm just also yeah. trying to do a bit of promoting as well, trying to get get this shared out. Mm-hmm. Um if if anyone does uh have any questions they would like to ask uh Lockjaw or myself, uh please uh, feel free to drop it into the chat. Um, and we'll we'll do our best at trying to answer it. Um, also, please give us a share, give us a like, um, subscribe here, subscribe here, um, uh, and all that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what would you say, is there any is there a particular track that you would sort of say? Oh, you know, that was. That was my favorite. <laughs> if you can, if you can even do that. God, this is this many. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think of something I've done recently. We well, yeah, apart I, from those, like, yeah. What were you saying? Well, no, I was going to say because obviously we had the, you know, we had the wings release recently that you you mastered for us. Yeah. That, um it went to number one, you know, which I think was yes, quite, uh... yes, that's, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> you can... I, I was actually really, I was pretty stoked with that when I saw that. I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, well, you know, you can have, uh... a, have a have that claim to claim to fame now. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I also really like mastering all the stuff that I do for Locked Concept, obviously, because all those tunes are like tunes that I really, really like. It feels more kind of, I don't know, personal or something to master them. Well, I tell you, I tell you um, what. On on that note, um, if we're gonna we're gonna sort of talk a little bit about lock concept, I might well play a mm. track. Um, mm. If any, if anyone is up for oh, that, can I shout it? 
Can I shout out just a label as well? Um, yeah, yeah, please. Incidental, incidental, incidental Sonics. Yep. Yeah, okay. Last of their last release, Connor, Connor Bailey, Constri- um, Yeah. Ah, uh, right. Um, uh, Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, he, he put, out, put out two tunes. Well, one tune, Excess, and uh, a Eusebia's remix of Excess. Those really cool tunes. Yeah. Really yeah. Um, yeah. Big up to big up to to Connor because he's a he's a he's a lovely guy actually. He's a Brighton Brighton lad. Obviously, yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. He, he works. I, I, yeah. I like I really like that label a lot as well. Yeah, it's mm. it's really cool to see him. Uh, we do we do have a question uh, here from mm. uh, from T Dub and he asks, um, says becoming becoming has be- oh no becoming has less dynamic range than most drum and bass and other locked door locked jaw tracks. Was this a creative choice? Is he is he talking about my tune? Yeah, it must be. You had a tune called Becoming. I really old. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when I was producing that, and that was a long time ago. That was probably five years ago. And I just, I was not very happy. <laughs> I couldn't get the mix right. And I was, I remember just forcing, forcing it into the limiter heaps, and it just, it didn't turn like the drums just sound really flat in it because they're just over compressed and it's not a very expertly mixed track i would say but i did like i did like the song itself i just was couldn't get the couldn't get, couldn't get it how it was supposed it. to be uh, yeah fuck i've got i've got uh my my browser is frozen and i don't know if if or not this has just gone down uh-oh uh-oh Please don't say it has. Come on. Uh, Are we still live on on? Yeah, it's it's still there. Yeah. I'm playing it on my browser. And I just. It looks like we are. I don't know. My I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it then. If <laughs> I, I think it is actually fucking auto captioning stuff as well. The live video still seems like it's going so. Yeah. All right. Sorry. We are. <laughs> My computer is just is just kind of like frozen a little bit on me. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave it and hope hope for the best. Um, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I'm watching watching you looking at your phone on the video, so it's fine. <laughs> we also have got the auto fucking captions on as well, which is uh, which is looking ridiculous. Um, they're not picking up this this accent. Oh come on, computer! Stop doing this to me. I could, I could alt control delete it. Maybe. Oh no, that wasn't good, was it? This is the the joys of having a really uh, a really dodgy computer setup. Um, okay, look, we'll keep we'll keep on going. We'll keep on going. I'll just ignore the uh, ignore that. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry. Where where are we? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Answering that question, I think. Oh yeah, becoming um, having less dynamic range. <laughs> if that. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Sometimes you just produce a tune and you just just doesn't work. But yeah, the mix doesn't work. Okay. So I'm really I'm I'm sorry I'm really sp- spinning out if this is actually working or not. Oh, my I, fucking... I feel like it is. I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Sorry, sorry. This is like this is just like still needing to get this all sorted. Um, We're in the tip of the sphere here. Well, I tell you what, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and save the day right now, and I'm gonna play a I'm gonna play a song. Um, nice. If that's all right. Uh, we're gonna play a we're gonna play a recent um, lock concept release uh, from Nemi. This was the last release, right? Data. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Big up to big up to Nemi. Um, and yeah, we'll go into go into this one. Uh, data.
Yes, yes. That is the sounds of Nemi Data. That's a big tune. Big up to the Nemi. Oh, we back? Yeah, sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> we're back, we're back. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, big up to Nemi. He's from Serbia, right, Nemi? If I if I do believe, mm-hmm. yeah, it's my my distant brethren, I guess. Why are you part are you part Serbian? Yeah, really, I'm, I'm Serbian. No, really. Yeah. Wow, you just I I actually I actually never knew that. Because you, well, you're from. Yeah, I mean, there's no South Africa, right? South Africa. Yeah. C- she was born in South Africa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. There you go. So your your mum's Serbian, your dad's South African, and then you moved to us, yeah. Australia. Yeah. The more you know, the more you know. Even I didn't know. You this. know. We're, we're actually we're all we're all learning so much interesting stuff about uh, about Lockjaw today. Um, yeah. That's quite. That's quite good. Um, we do have a we do have a question here um, from yeah, Doppler Shift. Um, and he asks, uh, he asks, I've started mastering my own music recently and I've been told the order, uh, have, uh, uh sorry. And, uh, and have been told the order of your mastering chain is important. Uh, for example, starting with a compressor, then EQ, then say isotop, the limiter, mm. etc. Is that, mm. is that something that you would advise? Is that something important? I would I would highly advise that yes um, I would say the general procedure is to EQ first make make kind of tonal chain tonal changes first and then after that you can probably move on to so yeah 
EQ internal changes to correct any immediate problems, then onto like more saturated, colorful coloring sort of things. Then once you've kind of altered the sound creatively, then move on to compression. And then right at the end, you would be doing the limiting. And the reason you do the compression towards the end of the chain is because you don't want to be compressing things that you are going to be removing, if that makes sense. So you like remove the things that you don't want and you add the things you do want. And then when it sounds good, then you start compressing. So otherwise you're just compressing stuff that you don't need to be there, which is going to affect the compressors and all that sort of thing. And then of course, at the end you limit it because that's what we all do. We all want loud music. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right from, right from the, the, the horse's mouth. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those sorts of things also apply to producing as well. Like, you know, you're not, it's like, if you're like, you know, producing a synth or something or a bass, you're not going to, I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want, but like, it makes more sense to kind of shape something and EQ it and then move on to like the dynamics processing. Cause otherwise you're just going to be processing stuff, which you don't need. And it's just wasted energy and that sort of thing. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Speaking mm-hmm. speaking of uh, speaking of producing, uh, mm-hmm. what is kind of like on the on the agenda at the moment with yourself? I mean, because I don't know, you've been a bit li- like a little bit quieter the last year, maybe. I don't. Is that would, yeah, it, would yeah. that be fair to say? Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Any, um, any particular no, reason why? Or... Um, Where have you been, well, man? Where have you been? I've, I've, <laughs> I master a lot of tunes. This it's like this year. <laughs> The sheer workload, and then there's also the fact that I'm studying, which takes actually priority above all of this. <laughs> um, and then the time that I do get to produce when I want to produce, it's not as like I because I used to back in the day, you know, when I first started out, I was doing you know two to four hours a day, like every day sort of thing, right. and that that's that's what you need to do to kind of you know educate yourself, I guess, and get your tunes to level where they need to be and then you know it's kind of slowed down in the last few years and now i just sort of i see it more of a more of as like a uh relaxation and zen sort of thing like and just the music that i'm producing now is much more autonomic and deeper and not as dance flory so there's i have some things that i want to release potentially later this year but they're not going to be they're not going to be quite but I have been releasing for the last few years. Not, <laughs> so, any, yeah. not any neuro bangers. We need some more. <laughs> not, 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 not more. Not, not some. Not angry four AM stuff. Maybe <laughs> not for a while. But yeah. No, I mean it's, it's so, interesting. It's interesting you say that. You know, I know. I do know. There's a few people, a uh, few producers that I know that you know prefer to to treat uh, making their music in that kind of way. Um, so the thing is, is they're off time rather than being something they need to well so much pressure yeah. on to there was, you know there was a long there was a long stretch of years where i just felt that immense pressure to just produce all the time and i would just you know i'm not a very fast producer and there's definitely people that <laughs> produce they can they can knock out tunes in a whole day which i definitely can't do but there's i definitely had that thing where i was like i'd finish one tune on the next one finish one tune on the next one constantly mm. producing mm. and then you know but then I, I got my, I kind of reached a lot of the goals that I wanted to reach by getting to some of the labels that I released on. And I was like, that sort of tension kind of fell back a bit. And now, now when I do make music or produce drum bass or whatever, it's very, there's no, there's not, there's not more any, there's not that tension anymore to like, you know, that pressure to, mm. yeah. And also, also the fact now, I think that any music I do release is just, it's all going to be unlocked concept. So I just, it's just my own thing now. I just do whatever the hell I want and when I, whenever the hell I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think, like you said, you've just got that, if you don't have that pressure. I mean, I suppose sometimes the pressure can be good, but they're not, I guess, probably a lot of the time, maybe not, I think. Yeah, I mean, you, look, when you've been doing something for like 10 years, you can't you can't do something. It's very hard to do something at the same intensity with the same goal for 10 years. You know, mm-hmm. like things are just going to change and life situations change and your things you want to do change and as i said i like the mark i really love the mastering like I, that's that's i'm really into that at the moment so i'd like to do more of that as well, well yeah and, and as, at the moment you know obviously proven very successful is it has there been any uh, goals that you have reached uh that really sort of like stick for you is something that you're like 
said immensely proud of or something you really i mean obviously there's the album but anything else it sort of springs to uh what with like producing or yeah yeah no as as lockjaw as your you know as your sort of production Uh, alias anything yeah well definitely i think still the biggest thing is getting to invisible i know like that was for a long time that was like my own personal sort of mount everest to conquer in a way (laughs) for better for better or for worse because the you know the noisier guys are literally one of the reasons why i started doing all of this because I just admired them so much and I, I admired the way that they approached, you know, running a label and their, their quality control. And I was like, just, just to be like, you know, associated with them in any kind of way. It was like, that, <laughs> that like ticked a lot of boxes, that ticked a lot of boxes for me. So yeah, yeah. that was really cool. And then, and then obviously like when I moved to, when I moved to Germany for almost a year and I got to do some gigs there, that was pretty sick because, you know, I was, I went from like a suburban sort of place in middle of Canberra, Australia, and then I just rocked up in Berlin and then there were like, you know, people messaging me in France to go and like gigs and stuff. So I did did a like sort of mini tour around there, which is really cool. And I was like Well yeah, we we got you over to the we got you over to the UK as well. Yeah, that was that was a gigs. That was a very that was a very fulfilling sort of thing. And then I'd say putting out the album, that that was a very spiritually draining and also rewarding thing because yeah as we, as we said it took a long time to make happen mm. and I, I didn't want to cut any corners like i was like you know if i'm going to do this i'm not gonna i'm not like i'm gonna spend as much time as i can on these tunes and i'm gonna make them as possible as good as i possibly can and we're not going to cut any corners with like you know oh let's just cut the price here and do this and oh, let's not bother to do that like no we just did we did everything we wanted to do so when we put that out and everything was as close as possible to being as the way we wanted it to be as possible, that was, that was really good. So yeah, there's some. I'll tell, I tell you what, I might, I might well go into, uh, I might go into another tune because we might as well just yep. like, you know, we're, we are in drum and bass. Um, and I want to play something off of your album, actually. Um hmm. As we're sort of like on the on the on the subject of it, and I probably want to play what is like my my personal favorite track. I mean, I, I don't know what yours yours is, but for me, um, I just love everything about this. And it would be Velveteen by featuring mm. Kyle's. Um, mm. I don't know. I think uh, for me is uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just a it's just a lovely lovely tune. Have you got what's what's your favorite tune off the album? Put put in a. <laughs> I think if I, had to, if I had to choose, it'd probably be Second Chance. I really like that song. Ah, <laughs> oh, now I'm going to play the other one. Would you want me to play <laughs> Second Chance or do you want me to play Velveteen? Well, also, just, just so you know, I couldn't actually hear the last song that I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, you probably want to join the Facebook uh, stream because yeah. it won't oh, come out of the. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Josh, Josh is in there saying he absolutely rinsed human research. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a lovely album, and then obviously the remix EP as well. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna play. Yeah, sorry. No, no, go on, go on. Well, no, I just said I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a tune. Play, play the song. Play the song. All right, this is uh, Lockjaw, uh, a track called Velveteen featuring Quails. It works. We got it. <laughs> yes.
so, so good, so good. Amazing tune. I think the best, the best thing about, uh, one of the nice things about that album is like when I don't listen to anything from it for like a long time and I listen to it again, I can almost hear it as if I didn't make it. <laughs> you're I like, can, I can, actually, you know what? That was actually quite a good tune. <laughs> I, can, I, cannot, I cannot like visualize all the tracks in my mind and fucking hear huge. Let's see what though. Should we go back? We'll go back in for the second drop for the people because I think it needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Velveteen by Lockjaw there on his debut album, Human Research. If you haven't bought it already, go buy it. <laughs> yeah, might as well might as well plug it. I know it came out <laughs> a little while yeah. ago. Um That was the um that was the first that was the first tune that I started for the album. I was like that I started that tune with Amy and then I was like, Alright, I'm doing the album. <laughs> Re- really, <laughs> really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a that's an amazing thing. So, so yeah. So you said you you, you that was that was like something you were working on with her. You were like, I because she's got a lovely voice. She's got. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, I, that, that when that was like a work in progress, I was like, all right, this is now we can let's just do the album. Let's just do it. Let's just, <laughs> do it. just do it. And I was like, this will be yeah, this will be the first song. Well, not the first song, but it'll be the you know the start of it. Right. Ah, oh, that's that's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great, great, great place to start. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't know. Just uh, for me, um, I mean, I, as I said, for me, the al- the album does hold something quite special for me because obviously I know it's your album, you know. But you know, it's uh, as I said for the for the sort of time and obviously like you know seeing your process mm. through it and I heard a lot of early drafts and and then obviously like helping you out as well and I helped yeah. get source yeah. quite a lot of the remixes for the yes. for the yeah, remix. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember I uh, it was the Music Squad uh, boys, and I was just like, I remember we put it put it out to them, and then like they all jumped on it, you know, like Grey Code, yeah, or the Karate. Yeah, that was, that was a good release as well. It would it would have been nice to put that on vinyl, but I think that would have just hospitalised me. So I just <laughs> wasn't gonna. Yeah, vinyl's not cheap, yeah. and uh, it was a drawn out process. Um, I, something else yeah. I, d- I did want to want to touch on because I mean, obviously, I I, I know mm. that you're you're actually technically South African, but half Serbian. But mm. you're from Australia, mm. and obviously, something that we mm. I mean, there's obviously been a bit of a connection for for us. Um, and yeah, I don't know if some people sort of know uh, me and and Louis here uh, were involved in a project uh, called the Australian Connection. Um, I think that's. 2017 now i think 16 16 no, no. I, I, well, I think it i think it might have started in 2016 and then we we mm. finally got the release because i think it took it took it took about two years to actually um come to fruition um but you but yeah you, you know for, for, for you know you were for, for me a really important um I mean, probably the most important person to kind of kickstart that as a as a project because obviously we had the the involvement together um, when mm. when I was working for for Lifestyle and and obviously mm. you know you you had been releasing there and it was kind of like your involvement and then seeing a couple of other producers around 
um, that you know uh, kickstarted that as an idea. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, you, some people probably do. There was the Australian Connection album that was released. You're saying 2016. I'm saying 2017. No, it's it's it, it was yeah, it was released 2017. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, that, I mean, that was it. You know, it, it took a couple of years to sort of do, and and yeah, we so we did a an album uh, together in, in a lot of respects. I mean, you you mastered the whole album, and you, you certainly helped with the kind of progression of it, should we say? Um, mm. uh, and that was uh, an album dedicated to. Uh, Australia and the Australian yeah. um, sort of producers out there. We also then did a did a tour. Yeah. <laughs> that was sick. Yeah, fun. that was that was a that was a that was a <laughs> crazy one. T Dub saying sells uh, banger. Yeah, that was uh, Louis' uh, contribution to the album was the the track sells, which then we got Clax to remix it as well, which was uh, also mm. fucking sick. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's been a, been a little while since all that. I mean, it's still still a little bit surreal that we did that in a little bit of a a, a way. Like I now, you know, it's a, long, it's a long way to come. You know, <laughs> it was a, <laughs> it was a long way to go. Um, I mean, as I said, we did a little tour. We did we played out in Sydney, uh, Perth, and Melbourne. Uh, big up to all the all the guys that helped us put that together. And you know, it was a very very special thing. Mm. Um, that we sort of did and i mean technically you you were you headlined all the shows as well um <laughs> and that was uh, that. you did you did your your, your name was on the top your name was on the top i remember um, i remember what the funniest the funniest thing was um because you i think you had like the gigs were like every weekend and you were here for like three weeks or something so i would like <laughs> i would go to work at my casual job and then on like friday night and then saturday I'd, i flew to perth and i did a gig and i flew back and then, like, went back to work on Monday, and then the next weekend, I, I went to like Melbourne or something to play a gig, and I was just like living this strange dual life of li- like working in a casual job and then just flying all over the country. To these <laughs> real, real superstar funny. stuff. And then, and then there's me, yeah. you know, uh, you know, sitting sitting on a beach or sitting in a bar, like for the <laughs> for the three weeks yeah. while you're slaving away. Like, uh, do you have any like <laughs> any sort of memories from from that that really sort of like stick out for you um, from that whole sort of like experience uh, and projects yeah i'm trying to remember which city i think it was in we played in Fremantle. in frio is that right uh, Frio, yeah i think we yeah, played yeah. with uh ewol and all the dauntless and stuff and all the boys i remember just being, all of us being holed up in that like hostel and that was just kind of fun <laughs> like walking around Fremantle, just being like what the fuck am i doing here? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did get put into that, um, put into that hostel. It was a quite a yeah, it was sick. Yeah, it was a ah, yeah, no, it was that was a that was a bit of a crazy place, and I think that was probably like the biggest show that we did um, for the tour. Uh, big up to to Terence um, and Philip and the Good Karma lot because they helped uh, yeah. put put that on, and yeah, we had we had like everyone because I, I I remember because the album had like a big a lot of the producers were Perth based. I think there was like at least four or five from Perth yeah. specifically. Um, and then obviously that all came, came together, but, but yeah, no, I mean, as I said, like been, um, you know, quite, quite incredible that, as I said, kind of, kind of feels a little bit like a dream, you know, do kind of like that, that did happen. Um, and yeah. obviously, yeah. you know, a lot of things that have happened sort of since then. Um, but how, how are you feeling mm-hmm. about like, um, the Australia sort of like scene and uh, like drum bass or music well, in, music in general. I mean, how have things sort of changed? Do you think since then, for for for, for better for worse? I mean, what's your um, every, sort of yeah? Thing? I mean, uh, uh, update me, update me. What's going on? Because I haven't I haven't well, been so involved obviously since then. I mean, the last few years, uh, you might you might know, but Sydney's Sydney's nightlife has been gutted basically like sydney doesn't really have a a nightlife anymore because of all these lockout laws and lockdown laws and that's like not even including you know the current covid stuff which means you know nothing's happening so um yeah because i think when we we went out there it had just been starting like yeah they'd been starting to introduce it and they had some if anyone's never been to if no one's ever been to sydney they got they got weird laws so you you have to no, what's the? You can't go into a venue past twelve o'clock, right? But once you're in there, no, it's like, you can't leave yeah. or something like that. Like no, 
it's like they they did this thing where like you can go in at any time but then if you leave past a certain hour then that's it like you can't get back in that's and it was like it was like it was something ridiculous like midnight or 1am or something i think so no i think like, it's midnight i'm pretty sure it was midnight when we went there anyway it just it completely <laughs> decimated the um, sydney's sydney's nightlife so like nothing that it's literally just gone downhill there but um canberra's quite Canberra, where I live, is kind of a bit too small to have any sort of, you know, people often bypass it when they're touring and stuff, which is unfortunate. But um, Melbourne is Melbourne's pretty good. Melbourne's a bit more lively. Drum and bass-wise, I don't know. I feel 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 kind of out of the loop, to be honest. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the last few months, everything everything's been sort of shut down, so everyone's just been mm-hmm. not doing much. Yeah, no, it's probably I'm, I'm sure that, space. I'm sure. I'm sure that when the restrictions get lifted for real, then the festivals and the gigs are just going to go like. You going to be you going to be playing yeah. again, or are you are people going to be able to book Lockjaw for gigs? If anyone out there wants to book book Larry, look, I'm going to have to be. I'm going to have to be honest here. I'm going to have to bear my soul here and just say that I I'm not that into DJing. Uh, <laughs> I don't like DJing that much. Oh, uh, I can't believe you just said that. So, <laughs> no, that's the only I, I will. I will say the only thing that one of the only things that does interest me is doing like a lot concept night somewhere like um, Lewis, the lot concept co-founder Telus. He now lives in Tasmania, which is quite a bit away, far away from me. So we're thinking maybe he could come here and we could do a gig, or I could go there and we could do a gig and do you know get some of the Australian artists we've signed to play with us. But um, apart from that. Uh, DJing and like playing out has never really been like a high it's, ne- it's not, never really it's never come naturally to me and it's always stressed me out <laughs> so, um... well I mean you know there's certainly um, you know you certainly have the I think some people obviously have the like the real glamorous uh, side to it you know traveling around the world and playing you know playing no. music and and yeah you know i think there is there is certainly an element of that but there is another side to it like it's definitely i think like don't get me wrong like the hour or two that you play is extraordinarily fun but like everything else that goes with it it's just <laughs> it's kind of not my thing like I'm, I'm much more about just or at least i used to be much more about just sitting in my room tinkering with stuff that's that's what really interested me the most mm. <laughs> like i wasn't really and even when I was like, you know, producing tunes, I was barely ever thinking about, you know, I was just going to work in a DJ set. It was just like, you know, mm. just going to mix well or something like that. It didn't I mean, really I, occur to me. So, I mean, I think, I think that's certainly, I mean, you know, it's obviously a known thing, but you certainly have that kind of um, producers at least coming at it from, do they start off as producers and go at it from that angle or, or do they start as DJs and then move into producing? And I think there's definitely a big difference. And obviously, you know, DJing is, yeah. not, you know, the for first, some people is not always there sort of, you know. The first, um, this is actually kind of a funny story as well, because Lock, Lockjaw was actually two people to start with. It was a mate of mine. I did not know this months. either. I did not know this either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we produced for a few months. And we made a few tunes and then somebody was like, oh, do you guys want to play a gig? And at that time, we didn't even have a name yet. So we were just like, uh, I guess we'll, yeah, I guess we'll figure out how to DJ. I guess we'll find a name. And, then, and so that's, that's, how, that's always how it's been. Um, where was that so set? Where was, like that, a, where was that set? Uh, it, was, it was outside of Canberra somewhere, like at a bush doof. But uh, <laughs> ah. in a freezing, in a, in a freezing cold. Um, for, for anyone that doesn't know what a bush doof is, that is the term. That is the Australian term for a, for a rave. Um, <laughs> yeah, an outdoor tr- forest rave. Um, it went well, or yeah, did you? Did <laughs> no, it was actually so cold the deck started like malfunctioning and things were not playing. So <laughs> oh, was, no, maybe I've been traumatized from the beginning. I don't know, but it's always been. <laughs> Always been producing first and then playing out like a, a far second, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I mean that's yeah. you know that's that's fair enough. You know, as I said, it's not not always uh, you know. And I look at I look at some of these some of these other producers who are just like you know they just make their living touring, 
and playing gigs and the thing is you know it's predicated on always releasing stuff as well which is very stressful so you know mm. booking agencies booking agencies will be like oh you know like what do you have coming out oh you know don't have much coming out so don't know if we can really get you any gigs and then it's like well now i have to produce stuff and it's just this is a stressful like i think like economy said, of big you know that thing about that kind of like fickle world um you know and that kind of you know, needing to keep up appearances and, you know, it can it can turn just like that, like you're saying, if you don't put out uh, something within a within a few weeks or months, you know, you're you're all of a sudden not the not the flavour of the month maybe and will struggle to get And it turns into like things. a turns into like a chore then, which is like mm. if you want if you if, if there's any producers listening, if if you want a strawfy way to just ruin your music and make suck the soul out of everything it's like be pressured to make tunes for labels and booking agencies because then you'll just make garbage <laughs> mm, I, uh, I, th- I think i think it's a uh, I, I think you've got to have uh, a, i think you've got to have a, i think you've got to have a fine balance for that because obviously coming from a perspective of a record label like i wouldn't <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i think it's that it's that it's that thing of like i, I it was a it was an interesting um interview actually with i don't know if you've seen alex perez uh he did an interview on the the must make uh podcast where he's talking about it and talking about that thing of like making music for yourself or making music for for other people which is gonna get the gigs and you know i think it's you know it's that you know it's a bit of a cliche but it's a bit of that balancing act you know of yeah, yeah of being able to you know you know that you need to make a you know the bangers that is maybe a bit less creative or deep and just just for the dance floor compared to you know obviously making stuff that has a lot more meaning and and yeah so i think it is, uh, it is yeah. about finding that I balance yeah i didn't necessarily don't put everyone up <laughs> between uh, didn't didn't mean the difference between like dance floor and like non-dance floor tunes and more just like I know that from experience and from other producers that I've seen, like when they're like, you know, under the pump or they're trying to, they're trying to make something for a specific label, then it's just like, it just sounds very derivative and quite forced. You can just, yeah, it's not necessarily bad, but it's just like, it sounds like they're just stressed. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear the stress coming out of of their music. No, I think it's, you know, it's a a valid thing. And, And again, you know, you know, sort of going back and highlighting to that, that other side um that is not so readily talked about or readily seen um you know it's kind of you know people in the know know about it but it's not something you sort of like show off on on social media or or whatever but yeah you know, I, I guess the other the other the other thing which i don't really think about often is like maybe i mean there's this there would definitely be producers in drum and bass who like approach it as like you know a career as opposed to like a hobby Mm-hmm. And maybe then your view, and maybe then your view would be completely different. Whereas my view, the entire time that I've been doing this sort of stuff, is just as a hobby. It's never been. I've never like sat down and be like, "All right, I got to, you know, this is like a job." It's always mm-hmm. just been like mm-hmm. things that I just want to do. So maybe I'm, I'm I'm sure there are people who function much better when they're like, "All right, this is my career, or this is my job, or something," and then they just mm-hmm. they, different they strokes, just, different yeah. strokes for different folks, I guess. And um... exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, look, man. Um, I think we're 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 just about approaching uh the one hour mark, and we are. I feel like I feel like I feel like you have been well and truly overviewed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, before before we go, I think we can like you know just about you know wrap this up. We'll play one more tune as well. Um, is there anything anything you want to say? Anybody you wanna wanna big up? Or can again put you on the spot. Um, big ups, of course, you Pete for doing all this, giving me the uh, giving me the opportunity. Overview, of course, number one label in drum and bass right now. I'll take and, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big ups. Uh, listened and paid attention and been interested over the years, I guess, and who are still interested. And yeah. So yeah, no, that's nice. Well, you, you can go check out um, your SoundCloud dot com forward slash Lockjaw DMB. I'm gonna guess DMB, yeah. And yeah. also make sure you check out um, Lock Concept. That is uh, SoundCloud dot com forward slash Lock Concept. I'm hoping. 
Mm-hmm. And and as well, for anyone um, that would like any mastering services, um, I, I, I genuinely, and this isn't just like an advert, I couldn't rate um, this man here um, highly enough. I've been working with him for, um, as I said, a number of years now. Um, very, very professional. Um, you know, you don't muck around. I'll tell you, the other, the other great thing as well is that because of the time difference, I, I know that we have a bit of a habit where I, I will send a I will send a master or a pre-master to to Louis just before I go to bed and it's like a it's like a present. It just it appears in the morning and you've got a nicely freshly toasted uh master waiting for you in the morning, which I, I'm not gonna lie, is a great um is a great thing. Um so yeah man, no, thank I'm you. Living, I'm living in the future. Yes, yeah, you're living in the future. So it has its benefits. It does have its benefits. Um, but yeah. yeah, honestly, couldn't rate couldn't rate him highly enough. Um, so make sure you check out. Yeah, go to uh, go to sciencesoundmastering.com or email me at info at sciencesoundmastering.com. Brap 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 brap. All right, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish on one more tune because we actually have technically we have a lockjaw track um, about to be released. Uh, this is forthcoming on our next release, uh, which is overview part one uh remixed and yeah uh it's gonna be out on the third of july and yeah we have um for those that know uh lockjaw was on the first ever release of of overview which was overview part one um and a collaboration with uh missing uh with with no g just miss in with an n um and yeah, so we have the the next release, which is Overview Part One remixed, which I'm going to say again. And we have a remix here from the boys, uh, Ill Truth. And to be honest with you, I believe that for those that have stuck around, you're in for a real treat right now because this is a world premiere. Uh, I I've never this has never been played anywhere before. Uh, this will be the first time it's ever played on the internet. So. Lucky you, lucky you. Well done for for sticking around. Um, so here it is, the Ill Truth remix of Lockjaw and Missing uh, Save Me. Foghorns. And I will sign off. Are we signing off? No, nah, we'll let it. We'll let it play. We'll let it play, and then we'll. Okay. Uh, you just got look. You just got to look good in the in the background. Don't worry. We'll say, we'll say a little goodbye at the end, and then yeah, and then we'll do it.
Alright, gonna take that one down. Uh, this track is gonna be out on the 3rd of July, so make sure you pick it up. Pre-orders will be up on Monday. Um, and yeah, Mr. Lockjaw, thank you so much for being my guest today uh, for another edition of Overviewed. I think I think you got overviewed. <laughs> I've been fully overviewed. Thank yeah. you for having me. All good, man. All right, well, um, you know, take it easy and we'll talk very soon. Thanks for everyone that has been watching today. Uh, we'll be back again for another episode uh, very soon. Peace. Big ups. Big ups. Peace, love. Big ups. And all that.